0: Hi, and welcome back to Juggling with Flowers. I am Mike.
1: And I am Lori. And this is our fifth episode that will be a Q&A. So we're answering some of our favorite questions that we received on Instagram.
0: Yeah, we really love this format. And we hope that you guys keep bringing those questions. Yeah. And we'll do our best to answer them. But before we get into the episode, just a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, we are back. Question number one, do you use flower frogs?
1: Yeah, so this is a, a good question. This is definitely something I get asked a lot. The answer is no. For weddings and events, we don't use flower frogs. I have used them in the past for photo shoots or just to kind of experiment with, uh, you know, if I just am creating a, an arrangement for fun. But in general, we don't use them. I, I find that chicken wire is sufficient enough of a mechanic for a centerpiece, so so yeah and we don't usually get the centerpiece vessels back after a wedding or an event because we encourage the guests to take them home right so you know we we would love for them to continue enjoying the flowers past that event and so it's not something that we rent out with a vessel
0: no and it adds up they're expensive yeah there's 20 tables with 20 centerpieces and how much is a flower frog average out five to seven bucks
1: I think sometimes even more. I'm honestly, not sometimes even more, sure. Yeah,
0: and it's just expensive, and there's no guarantee to get them back. Yeah. So for us to put that on top of the budget already on flowers, it just doesn't yeah. make sense.
1: I'd rather I'd rather add more flowers than take away from the budget for a yeah. frog. So. But they have that purpose.
0: They definitely do. Shoots and
1: Yeah, I think they're definitely a useful tool in creating uh, a light and airy garden aesthetic. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy with chicken wire.
0: Yeah, works yeah. great but they have their purpose yeah okay question number two what do you do with leftover flowers
1: yeah this is a good question I think this is referring to retail so so yeah I mean we kind of just do we kind of have a system in place where we are trying to limit our waste the best we can you know anything that we are throwing out because it is difficult working with perishable products
0: yeah we set a budget for the week which is consistent week after week and we are fortunate enough that we work close to our wholesaler which is 10 15 minutes away so if need be we can quickly run over there and pick up what we need for any weekend orders that may come in at the beginning of the week or
1: just kind of buying as we need like starting with that with that set budget and then basically playing the week by ear to see you know how many orders we have coming in if we have a last-minute party that comes up and then yeah you know, it's super convenient that we are so close to a wholesaler so so yeah and i think that that really helps just kind of buying as you need it's a little a little bit more work that way but i think that it helps with Waste. not wasting money <laughs> yeah wasting flowers which is essentially yeah. wasting money so and yeah. And then anything that is left over where maybe we feel like the vase life won't be that long or they're, they're damaged. They just don't seem that fresh. We'll take them home. Or we,
0: we them in the store.
1: Yeah. There's the a, team takes them home, mm-hmm. you know, we'll coffee, give them away.
0: Right. There's a coffee shop, two stores down. Sometimes we put an arrangement there.
1: Yeah. Which is the best advertising.
0: We sure. have these double plane uh, picture frames where we could take fl- uh, flowers that dry. Well, and make a smaller arrangement in there and, and sell that
1: yeah so just trying our best to to make use of them in any way we can and there definitely are times where we are throwing flowers out it's unfortunate but it happens you know this is retail you know working with a perishable product it's it's bound to happen so yeah, yeah.
0: we do our best not to waste money yeah and throw so, them out
1: yeah so that's a good question
0: okay question number three can you provide a corsage tutorial with tips and tricks
1: so so yes <laughs> uh, the answer to that is no we won't be providing corsage tutorials I don't even teach corsage how to make corsages in during our workshops because it's just something that I don't really enjoy making I think they're outdated and they're time-consuming I mean there are definitely Better ways to make them now. I I I know um, you know there are definitely better ways to make them a little bit more fresh and modern. But just in general, I it's just not something that I enjoy doing. So I won't be sh- putting that out there. I don't want to put anything out there that I don't want to make. So so that's the answer to that. And any tips or tricks? I mean, if, if you are making corsages. Well, when I make them, I, I try to just keep them more on the petite side and just very light and simple. So I won't you won't find me using standard roses or anything that's a really large flower. I typically use smaller head flowers like a spray rose, freesia. I use wax flower a lot, different varieties of eucalyptus, anything that's going to hold up well out of water. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. Like I'd love to use delicate flowers, but I just think it's not maybe practical for a corsage and
0: yeah they're phasing out yeah wedding wise yeah most of our corsage work is with prom orders
1: yeah we you know we we make prom corsages for the local school in our area but that's about it i mean we definitely have some weddings this year where we are making corsages for some family members but more time that goes by the more the less we're receiving requests for them and if we are making something for the mother of the bride or the groom that's walking down the aisle. You know, it, we would we, we, we would recommend a uh, a nosegay, yep. a small handheld bouquet, and so that's just a little bit more of a fresher idea.
0: Yeah. Good. Okay, question number four: How do you handle negative criticism about your work?
1: Yeah, this is definitely my favorite question for today's episode cuz we can really dive deep into this. And so, I think the best way is just, you know, any criticism that you receive, you know, once you put your once you put yourself out there with a business, I think, you know, if you're out on the internet or social media, it's bound to happen eventually. You know, there're going to be people that don't like what you do or don't like what you have to say. You're going to eventually have a client that isn't happy with something. It's just it's just bound to happen. So I think there are definitely ways that you can kind of prepare yourself for that. Especially now. I mean, I think it depends on what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Could be so, constructive, right? Like, could be tr- just a straight troll,
1: right? Assessing what is this? Like, is it a review from a cl- one of your actual clients, or is it just just some nonsense that's being you know, some negative nonsense that's being put out there on the internet? You know, because that does happen a lot, mm-hmm. and. So, in that case, I think it's best to just laugh at it and don't even respond to it. Mm-hmm. Just ignore it because it it's just kind of silly and when it comes to clients, if you receive some kind of negative feedback from a client, then really kind of trying to put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, did I provide one hundred percent the best service and provide the best products you know did I Did I meet their? Did I really meet their expectations? Yeah, and just try to be honest with yourself because I think as a creative It's really hard not to take something personally,
0: you know, very hard. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because your your creative work is is your baby You know, it's it's a part of you and so Yeah, it can be it can be tricky to I think assess it from like a practical perspective
0: Yeah, you could learn from it So many things you could do with the criticism.
1: Yeah definitely definitely find a way there's always going to be I think something to learn I mean and and they're also going to be clients that are impossible to please they're definitely out there we've had them it just it's just something another thing that's bound to happen over time you know the more weddings you have the more that's bound to happen so you know. yeah I mean
0: everybody has their own wants needs tastes styles it's really hard to appeal to everybody right you just can't it's it's unrealistic right especially if, if you have a brand and, and a specific style it's not going to appeal to everybody and that's okay
1: yeah you can't you can't and I think this this applies to life in general like you can't expect everybody to like you and what you do and just just as you don't like everybody and what everybody else does you know and I and I think that's okay
0: it is and we are both fans of Seth Godin who puts out a daily blog which you can subscribe to we will link his blog post in uh, our show notes but as usual Seth Godin puts topics and words in like masterful ways and we really learn a lot from him and taken a lot
1: he's very wise and insightful so I definitely recommend you check him out
0: and he wrote a blog post which is very um, relatable to, relatable this topic. to this topic, yeah. and he he uh, titled it "I don't like your work," and he talks about how you and your work are, are separate. So, like Lori said earlier, it's it's not a personal thing. You know, just just because somebody doesn't like your work, you know, it doesn't mean they don't like you as a person. Um,
1: right. So that's why you shouldn't take it personally. Right. And I, and I think that happens with experience over time. Just You just kind of learn to let things roll off your back and just, yeah, don't let it ruin your week. I mean, it's easier said than done, but... It is. Yeah, I think the best way is just to try to find something you can learn from it. And if somebody does leave you a bad review, you definitely should address it. You know, if if it's an actual review from a client that isn't happy with your work, then definitely respond to it. Don't ignore that. Because I think, you know simply saying thank you thank you for taking the time to provide your feedback like I think there is definitely a, a, a like a professional and nice way to handle that there is yeah and then if you want to vent to your husband about <laughs> how pissed off you are you can do that too yeah, but don't definitely. let it ruin your week don't let it set don't take it as a setback because it's just one person mm-hmm right you know out of how many people how many clients do you have and then you have the one person and this happens though and I I can relate to this like you you receive that one comment or a bad review and you're just like oh gosh like you get you get upset about it but it's only one person yeah and it's not going to make or break your business it's not yeah
0: and one thing Seth touched on in that post was how the need to fulfill everybody's likes and wants and in order to do that, you would have to. Your product has to become more mediocre and average, and you don't want that. No. As a brand, as a company, you no. Know, you stand by your brand and you stand by your company, and that's the magic that you create. So really, stand by that. Yeah. And don't don't try to appease everybody. It's, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. It really right. is. There's, there's no way to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's really important to try and set yourself apart and and follow. Where your your creative heart is taking you, you know, if it's something different then that's that's a beautiful thing and to just go with it and not to worry about What one or two people think?
0: Yep. And I think the best thing he wrote and Lori touched on again earlier was how if you do get some dislike towards your work The best response is thank you. You know, they took the time to consider your work and they were caring enough to let you know what they felt about that so and how you respond to act or act towards whatever they said, you know, it's up to you. But at least be thankful for it.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. So, but yeah, great question. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's all for the questions this week. We, yeah. Um,
1: Thank you to everybody that took the time to respond to our Instagram post, and yeah, we we really love doing the Q and A. So we'll continue to do this and. Yeah. And yeah. All right, I think guys. That's it for today.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Till next time.